Well, welcome to the last class of our May series. March series. <laughs> this is the snow day makeup class. And I was thinking about this class as I was on my way over here. And I was saying to Emma that last night I checked out my uh, SoundCloud haptics, the stats, and I have now 102 talks up online, and I have over 9,000 listens to all those talks in some way. And that there's people listening across America, there's a whole group of people in England, and I saw Australia, New Zealand, and I also kind of have started feeling like I've almost said all that I have to say, in a way. I feel like I've kind of said it all, it's all out there now, more or less. And, um, and you know, as I, as I evolve as a practitioner, I have more teachings to give, I would say. Um, but it's almost like I've, I've been through this, you know, like a 15-year kind of experience um, with meditation. And it was like this big inhale of just learning all of this stuff and practicing and retreating and going to all these teachers and getting all this information and practicing and you know making these really deep crazy experiences and then I feel like since I've come home it's like I just kind of letting it out like this really big out outhale <laughs> exhale and I feel that I'm slowly getting to the end of that exhale and it feels really nice that I feel kind of all this stuff that I really just desperately felt like I wanted to get out there I feel like I've gotten out there for a large part so now I'm kind of at the place where I feel like um, I'm slowly starting to shift gears, and I did this in my acting class actually um, last Thursday, is that I said to them, you know, the next thing that I can now do for people is to start supporting them to actually do the practice. That I can now start creating longer periods of sitting together, really holding the space, really going deeper, really kind of saying that, you know, you've got the tools, now we have to start using them. And I like that feeling because I also like meditating. So, you know, these little 15 minute, 20 minute meditations that I do sometimes in groups, they're nice, but I personally, for my own practice even, want to start sitting longer and longer and longer with other people. So those things are all kind of coming together in a nice way where I really feel like I'm entering kind of phase two of Seth Monk teachings. And uh, phase two, it's really going to be starting to in encourage people to sit longer with me as we sit. And, and that's a nice thing and it feels good. And there's some things that are hard to talk about and that are hard to teach. I think that, you know, I talk a lot during these and I listen to them and then I reflect as I'm practicing myself and I kind of go back and forth about you know, how I'm saying things and, you know, the fact is, is that there's a million different ways that one can practice. And I'm kind of trying my best to teach a mixture of my own practice with I, what I feel other people need to understand and to hear. Um, but my own practice, you know, when I sit down to meditate by myself, um, I don't do like the body scans that I do with the groups. I don't do kind of a lot of the, the preliminary warm-ups, kind of easing us into it. 
Um, when I sit, I really just kind of sit and I close my eyes and I allow my mind to relax and I kind of focus on the feeling of space around me and my breath and whatever positive feelings I can glean from my perception, whether that's just a feeling of relaxation or a smile or something like this. And then I kind of just let that all rest and it just slowly by itself gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And I've kind of learned what it feels like when the mind is a little bit restless or when the mind is a little bit sleepy. And I know when to kind of put a little bit more focus onto the breath to sharpen the mind or when I know to kind of relax and breathe when I feel like my mind is resisting the moment. And I kind of, you know, know how to, to tweak the, the dials, to turn the knobs, to kind of get the mind to, to be in that nice balanced state for myself. And I feel that some of that deeper stuff is not stuff that I can actually teach. It's not stuff that I can necessarily um, put into words. It's again like that riding the bike analogy I use sometimes. Like, you know, my mom explained to me how riding a bike works and, you know, and then I saw my sister riding a bike and, you know, I had training wheels and she kind of pushed me along and at some point they took off the training wheels and it was kind of like now you need to do it and feel it. Feel what it feels like to get your balance. Um, you're going to fall over and then you're going to get back up and you're going to you know, start riding up and down the street and know how to start navigating kind of the roots coming out of the sidewalk and the bumps in the road. And if it's too fast, how to use the brakes or how to use gears if you're going uphill. And, and that whole kind of experiential side of it that can again be talked about a little bit, but when you really start doing it, that's when you embody it and it really kind of works and makes sense. And again, I... I feel like the way that I teach it's definitely a mixture of what I do, but also really just spending so much time trying to lead people to this place. What I've just found works and doesn't work, and you know, there's, there's a, a lot of method to the madness, so to say. I, there's a whole background about just having people relax in the way that I do it. And, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of background thought and, and understanding about it, even though it seems very simple. But if I were to really just teach from my heart, from my own practice, I would say that the practice is really just about um, making peace with this moment. And the way that I generally do that is I'll sit here, I'll close my eyes, and I'll smile. And I allow just a nice gentle smile on my mouth, and I'll just kind of feel the, the space around me and just kind of open up, so to say, and just settle into that. And the thoughts will kind of phase in and out, but the smile kind of remains consistent. And eventually the mind just starts feeling good being present. And then it just starts to want to be here. And then that smile gets bigger and it becomes real, you know, and it starts to feel good. It's one of my teachers, Achim Brahmi, said it's like the Cheshire cat in Alice in Wonderland. It's sitting in the tree smiling. And then everything disappears except the smile is the last thing to go. And it's that feeling. It's that kind of the room disappears, my body disappears, the thoughts disappear. And all that's left is just that, that nice, pleasant feeling. And that's what the mind eventually kind of merges with and then drops deeper and you know, there's more that goes on after that. Um, but it's really that simple. It's really as simple as just making peace with this, with whatever is right here. And if there's pain somewhere or there's discontentment or I'm, you know, I didn't get much sleep last night so I feel groggy or uncomfortable, you know, what does that mean to make peace? Sometimes it's about forbearing, right? Just sitting through something that's uncomfortable. 
Sometimes it's about accepting and allowing. Sometimes it's about thanking and giving gratitude. Sometimes it's about shifting the attention to something that's more pleasant. Right? There's a hundred different ways to deal with all that stuff. Um, and it's really just a matter of what feels like it's working. What's the right way? What's the, what's the cure to this particular ailment, so to say, in the moment? Um, how can I just bring myself deeper and deeper to that state where everything's just fine? And it feels great just to be here, and that's it. That's all there is to it. So I think um, that's going to be kind of like a short but sweet talk, in a way, for today, in terms of what I feel is just kind of important to share. And it's you know very like the pith instructions, as it were. It's kind of the essence of what this is all about, in a way. It comes back to you know when you feel content, when you feel at peace when there's nothing really wrong, there's nothing really right, everything's just kind of like it's okay. And then it's even to the point where you say, and I really don't want it to be any other way, that, that not wanting. Yeah, I don't even know if there's an English word for that. Contentment's like a positive feeling that we get, but if, if there could be a feeling called not wanting, that really feels like, you know, everything's fine, everything's good. Um, that's the antidote to the mind. That's the antidote to the moving of the mind. The mind is always in motion because there's always something wrong. It always wants something. And the more that we can just say, no, everything is fine. This is it. You got it. Yeah, this is great. Everything is great. It's good to be here. Nothing wrong. Nothing more. The mind eventually just starts familiarizing with that state and sinking deeper into it and falls into stillness. Because when the mind doesn't want anything, the mind is then naturally still. Yeah, when the mind is not at, at war with the present moment for something more, yeah, then the mind is naturally still. It's at peace, it's, it's content, it can rest. And that's really it. That's all there is to this whole thing. So I'm going to, um, yeah, use the rest of the class for a bit of a longer meditation, and we stretched out our legs, so it's good. And yeah, we'll just kind of see what we've got, and we'll go for it. And maybe after the meditation, if people want to share, ask questions, we can do that. But uh, otherwise, you know, let's really just put that whole understanding into practice and see how far we can get.